broadcasting worldwide on internet radio. Refreshing takes on legal strategies. Straightforward answers to difficult tax questions. Independent ideas on building wealth. It's the Refresher Wealth Show with Mark Kohler and Matt Sorensen. Get your free copy of Mark and Matt's ebooks and sign up for their weekly free newsletter with important tax deadlines and articles at refreshyourwealth.com. Now, here's Mark and Matt. Welcome, everyone, to the Refresh Your Wealth Show with Mark Kohler and Matt Sorensen. It is post-election time right now. In case you've been, um, you know, in a cave Maybe somewhere, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or like in a, in a submarine, or I don't know. Uh, there's an election that happened, uh, kind of a big deal. Um, uh, Donald should we Trump call it? Won. Should we call it, Matt? Okay, yeah, yeah, call we it. called it. We yeah. called it. You've heard it here. Donald Trump has won. He has taken over the electoral college. He will become the next president of the United States. Now, um, you told me that a year ago. You know, I don't know what I would have said. What I was saying, I was like, yeah. is this a joke or something? <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, let's be honest. He kicked everyone's butt and he's going to be our next president. So yeah. because of that, we're actually excited to talk about his tax plan. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Understanding your taxes for use personally and your business in 2017 and on under Mr. President Donald Trump. Yeah. And uh, we're, we are, we're, we know that uh, some of you are new to the show. So a quick intro. Uh, we are, we are excited about this topic and every week we're talking about tax and legal asset protection business strategies here on Refresh Your Wealth. My name is Mark Kohler, uh, CPA and attorney, and I'm here with uh, Matt Sorensen, attorney, political junkie, nation, nationwide author, uh, you know, biker extraordinaire. Uh, just mm-hmm. anything else I should throw at that? Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're excited to be here. This is a big topic. And um, we really appreciate your time. We know many of you, uh, you have very, a lot of choices for your news and information and training, and uh, we hope that uh, you find today's show helpful. We want to really break down the Trump plan. We go with a, we're going to share a couple tips uh, that are year-end oriented. Uh, we have a question of the week. Man, we we're just doing it all here. If, yeah. Where else would you want to go for tax and legal strategies? This is it. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's this is we're giving you practical, good information. Um, it isn't you know like uh, Crossfire. Mark and I aren't going to come and debate this stuff. We're going to give you practical. Uh, but by the way, if we were crossfire, I don't know. Am I going to be the old guy or the younger bald guy? Either uh, either one's a loss. Choice. It's a loser. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be either one. <laughs> um, but uh, but we want this to be practical um, edutainment, as we like to call it. We want to educate you and entertain you because this is important. But you know, a lot of times talking to your CPA or lawyer about this is you know boring. Uh, so yeah. we like it. We're we're geeks about it, and we're going to try and keep it fun and interesting. But this is a really yeah. important topic, and I think a lot of us out there have heard little, you know, sound bites about you know what you think Trump's doing. We know he's going to build a wall, right? But do you know yeah, his but- tax plan? <laughs> I mean, he's going to build a wall in Mexico, and Mexico is going to pay for it. But do we know what his uh, tax plan is? Tax plan is besides he's going to repeal Obamacare. So we're going to. 
peel away the uh, onion, so to speak, and uh, get into the detail on this. Yeah, and one last disclaimer. For any of you out there that were uh, strong uh, Hillary Clinton um, supporters, we, we want to reach across the aisle. We want to – and I'm – no, by the way, I'm not saying that that I'm a, a, a strong Trump supporter either. What I'm saying is we want to reach across the aisle in this show and uh, try to highlight the good, uh, the bad, and the ugly because here's the thing. I, I talked to one of my um, employees this morning um, and uh, I said, it's a whole new world this morning. I sang a little Aladdin verse for her. It's a whole new world. And, yeah. and she was like – she goes, yeah, I'm, I'm nervous and scared. But she goes, I, I'm excited for the change. And and I think that's that's the one message that we're going to probably uh, repeat over and over again today. There's going to be change. Mm. Since 1928, uh, the, have, there has never – since 1928, there has been uh, – there hasn't been a time when the president was Republican and the Senate and the House were uh, controlled by the Republican Party. So uh, we are not saying this is a mandate. That Donald Trump's supposed to do anything. Of course, half the country, the popular vote, was split right down the middle. But change is going to happen here, and maybe that's a good thing. So, mm-hmm. and it's going to affect a lot of your tax uh, reporting. So, mm-hmm. okay. Now, before we get into the details of that, uh, we do a weekly tip, a little weekly strategy session. And uh, Matt, do you want do you want to hit the legal tip, and I'll hit the tax tip? I, yeah. I don't know where you're going with this. This is live. You know, this is unscripted. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully we don't have to uh, bleep this out. Let me give you a legal tip. A legal tip that you can actually use. A legal tip where you don't feel like you have to take a shower after. All right. Well, this legal tip's pretty dang cool. And when I say when I lead off with something like that, you're going to want to listen. Because <laughs> no, I do love this tip. One, this is a little-known thing that we're big on here, but refresh your wealth and Mark and I. Did you know that your retirement account can own real estate, that can invest in a small business? It can own precious metals. Your retirement account doesn't just have to buy stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. So the legal tip I want to give today is using your retirement savings or building your retirement and investing it into assets you know. One of the cool things which we're doing right now with a lot of clients is they're setting up what's called a solo 401k. If you're self-employed or you're a small business owner, you can have your own 401k and you're going to design it so great because you're the only employee. So you're going to make it super generous because it's only for you. And what you can do with that solo 401k is you can actually buy real estate. Your 401k can own a rental property. You can have a bank account. You can write checks for it to pay for things. You receive the income in that 401k. It grows tax-free if you have a Roth 401k or tax-deferred if it's traditional. And, I mean, you can invest in small businesses, LLCs. You don't have to just go buy mutual funds or annuities or stocks and bonds. All these other investments are available with a solo 401k. You could also do a self-directed IRA. But solo 401k is a really hot topic right now because if you want to get tax deductions for 2016, you need to set it up for 2016. Um, But we want to let you know it's possible. You can use a 401k and actually buy assets that you trust, that you know. You can go, you know kick the tires, so to speak, on the rental property. It's not like reading a 200-page mutual fund prospectus. You don't understand what the heck you just bought. So consider using a self-directed account and consider a solo 401k if you're self-employed. You get control of it. You can invest in what you know. Well, 
I great tip, Matt. And I'm going to, I'm going to put a little political twist on it today because this is our political show, uh, yeah. talking about the uh, new president. Uh, so we've got a little uh, parallel here. Uh, for the last 15 years, we've been pounding this drum. We've mm-hmm. got we've been really a, a national boutique firm helping clients design LLCs that are held that are owned by their 401ks and IRAs. To, to buy alternative investments. This, so this is, for a regular listener of our show, this is nothing new. But what is, is it, isn't it interesting that the Trump supporters, the Bernie Sanders supporters, really had a theme of Main Street versus Wall Street. Mm-hmm. It really is taking back not only the country and taking back the, con- the government and, and making some fundamental changes. This is a Main Street strategy. No more are you going to rely on Wall Street to build your retirement account. Take control yourself. Let your retirement account be invested in what you know best. And this is the concept of self-directing. Four years ago, when there was debates with Mitt Romney and President Obama, they, they, the, the last thing Wall Street wanted to talk about was Mitt Romney's retirement account because it was huge and it was self-directed. He had no interest in putting his money in Wall Street. And that theme is still alive and well today. And folks, that is an underlying theme of why President Trump is now the president of our country. And we want to help you take control of your retirement account. Now, I'm not saying you can't have some Wall Street uh, liquidity and some stocks and bonds and investments that provide long-term safety and support. And I get it. But why not diversify a little bit mm-hmm. and control your retirement account. And man, man, I just got off on a soapbox there. Sorry, man. I know. Ooh. I mean, this is this is big. I mean, it really is big. It's something a lot of our clients are doing. We're trying to spread the good word about it because a lot of people haven't heard about it. I mean, a lot of my friends, you know, I'll talk to, what do you do? I do this. Oh my gosh, I never even heard of that. Of course, I did write a book, by the way, just a little, uh, pardon the commercial interruption here. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, the Self-Directed IRA Handbook. It's basically the go-to book in the industry. It's been an Amazon bestseller. I Sus- My book sells above Susie Orman, Brian Tracy, a lot of big name authors in the retirement planning category. So go check it out if you're like, what the heck is this? Check out our websites. Mine's sdirahandbook.com. We've got a free investor toolkit, a lot of resources on that. We also have a full hour webinar on the Solo 401k, which is one of the cool ways you can self-direct that I just mentioned. So, um, uh, and and with that, we also have a special. By the way, this month we have a special on Solo 401ks. If you want to set up a Solo 401k, there's a $200 discount to do it in November. So those of you already know about it, or those of you that are thinking about it now that we piqued your mind. Uh, look into it this month. It's a great time to get it set up. There's discounted fees to get it done for 2016. Love it. All right. Well, I am going to uh, now talk about a tax tip and what better time of year than right now in the month of November, a strategy that you need to implement before December 31st if it works for you. So let's start with a tax tip. A tax tip you can actually understand and won't put you to sleep. A tax tip that could save you thousands. All right. Now, this tax tip is a common, common question that our attorneys and CPAs receive at our office uh, if regularly, if not daily. And that is, should I put my spouse on payroll? Now, if you're out there, we love small business owners. We love uh, business, small business owners that may have hundreds of employees or you're just a, a one-man, one-woman show. That's cool. But for those of you that are married 
and doing some year-end planning. You're going to be determining, uh, do you have an S corporation? How much are you putting yourself on payroll for? Are you saving on self-employment tax? Oh, don't even get me started. How many articles and radio shows have we held just on that topic alone? But what oftentimes comes up right after we figure out what to do for your tax planning in your small business is the question, should I put my spouse on payroll? Not the kids. That's another topic for another day. We covered that actually last week's radio show a little bit. But this is for your spouse. So here's my tip. Generally speaking, you do not want to put your spouse on payroll unless you're going to con- uh, contribute to that spouse's retirement account. Now, let me give an example. Why would I put my wife, my beautiful wife, Jennifer, why would I put her on payroll for 15 or 20 grand when I'm just going to turn around and have to claim it on our joint 1040 anyway? In fact, to put her on payroll, I've got to pay Social Security and Medicare. So why would I put her on payroll if it's going to cost me uh, 15% and then turn around and claim the income on my 1040? Well, it doesn't make sense. Even for Social Security planning, it doesn't make sense. Her spousal Social Security benefit is going to be higher by just taking the spousal benefit than her own W-2 benefit when we're doing when she doesn't have a large W-2. It's just not worth it. The only reason is if I want to put maybe $18,000, $15,000, in her 401k. I can defer her 401k about with a payroll of around $20,000 to $21,000, I can defer her entire W-2 so that her W-2 ends up being zero. There's no income to claim on our joint 1040, and I just manufactured a $20,000 write-off in my business. And the money dropped into her 401k, which, back to the Matt Sorensen strategy just a moment ago, her 401k can partner with my 401k account, and we can go out and buy a piece of real estate. So now... We're getting a tax deduction. We're building our spouse's retirement account and uh, being much more efficient with our payroll dollars. So anyway, just a little tax tip. Don't stress. Don't rush out and put your spouse on payroll. You'd be shocked how many clients call me up and go, well, I put my spouse on payroll. I thought I was supposed to. Oh, my gosh. No, if not, unless you have that retirement account piece. Mm -hmm. So uh, that, my friends, is my tax tip. Matt, anything you want to add to that? No, I love it. Uh, great strategy. Even if those in the solo 401k, you know, if you're doing a solo 401k for yourself, adding your spouse in is very easy. Um, so it's a, it's a great option. And one other thing I was going to say on that, because I have a lot of people say, well, I want to add my spouse to payroll so she gets some social security or so he gets some social security. No, no, no. That's a trick. There's actually a spousal benefit for social security that a spouse can receive. Um, and and really there's a complicated formula on how it works, but generally speaking, you're not going to want to add a spouse on just to get a social security benefit. They're going to automatically get one as a, um, from, from their spouse, from you, if you're the one working in the business. Yeah. Very, very good point. And we've actually talked about that specific social security strategy on a other show. Hopefully many of you can get into our feed on iTunes and look at our prior shows. We have over 200 shows. Uh, we've been doing this show for over 10 years, but we've got, uh, every week, but we've got 200 shows in iTunes, um, edited down and crisp and ready for you to review. So look at the titles there. Uh, okay. Well, Matt, uh, question of the week. I think last week you posed the question. Yeah. Question of the week. Now this is, we're on, we're staying on message here. If you didn't notice, cause question of the week last week was what is the maximum amount 
I can contribute to a 401k as an employee contribution if I'm over age 50. So I'm over age 50, I want to contribute to a 401k and make the employee contribution. I'm not talking about the employer contribution or match or anything like that, just the employee contribution. Now this could be your own solo 401k. This could be your Fortune 500 company 401k. This could be your crappy Dunder Mifflin Inc. 401k, you know, that uh, you signed up with Toby um, down in HR. Uh, so it doesn't matter which one it is. It's all the same. Now, Ophir wrote in with Ophir wrote in with the correct answer. He's an accountant, so he, of course, he's going to nail it. And the the correct answer was for someone over age fifty, it is twenty four thousand dollars. Now, the way that works is you get eighteen thousand. Anyone, regardless of age, if you have eighteen thousand of income, you can put in eighteen thousand dollars to your four hundred one k as the employee contribution. But those over fifty get an extra six grand, so they can put in twenty four thousand. This is the numbers for 2016. This number actually stays the same for 2017 as well, but that's a nice amount of money you can put in. It's a little catch-up you can do on the 401k for those over 50. So Ofer, thanks for the correct answer. We'll reach out to you. Of course, you get a free copy of Minor Mark's book. You get to pick which one. We'll ship it out to you, and uh, you know you can use it if you, ha- if you don't have it already or give it to um, your best friend. Yeah, great Christmas gift. And uh, okay, folks, no more 401k conversation. We're done. Uh, Once a year, we do a special in November. So a lot of people are calling and asking these types of questions. So that's why we wanted to cover it today. Uh, We're going to talk about probably next week's show, all sorts of retirement strategies to just finish out the year's topic on this. But uh, let's okay, I'm going to throw down our question of the week. Uh, for this week, and then we'll be getting into the Trump tax plan here shortly in just a few minutes. But this is an opportunity for any of you to win a free copy of my newest book, The Tax and Legal Playbook, uh, uh, published by Entrepreneur. And we've got it's a gr- number one tax book in their uh, bookstore for the last uh, year and a half. So please check that out. Uh, but if you answer with a e- quick email to either Matt or myself, Matt, M A T, at KKOSLawyers.com or Mark, M A R K, at kkoslawyers, L-A-W-Y-E-R-S.com, you can uh, win a copy to our book. So here's the question. Now, this is a tax and legal show, show, show and uh, so I'm going to throw out a little different twist here. Let's say uh, you go out for a cup of soup here at lunch and uh, maybe a little bowl of soup, and you're, you're going to get a soup and sandwich combo or something like that, and you go to this little restaurant deli on the corner, and you just have a terrible experience. Man, the food was bad. The service was bad. Even your the host, maybe maybe when you were even ordering your soup, the guy yelled at you. You didn't move down the line properly. Uh, some of my Seinfeld uh, fans, you know what I'm talking about. Man, you could just have the worst, you know, experience there in, in the line to get your soup. Uh, so you get back to your office and you're like, you know, I, I got to comment on this. So you get on the Facebook page for this small business and you just unleash. You say, oh, the food was terrible. The service was terrible. And you're so mad about it that you wasted the time for your lunch to walk down there and eat. And maybe you're just having a bad day and this is your chance to vent. And you think, you know what? I'm going to take it to the next level. And you say, you know what? This guy, I, I, I bet you he's a member of the Nazi party. I, you know, I'm just going to say it. Uh, this guy's a Nazi. He's a white supremacist, and he's just a terrible person. And uh, you just unleash some 
really personal uh, statements out there on this Facebook page. So here's the question of the week. Are you liable for defamation at that point? Uh, did you go too far? Or is that okay? You know, uh, are you liable for making that type of post on that company's Facebook page? I mean, it's just Facebook crying out loud. Can't you say what you want? This is America. Well, that's the question of the week. So if you have a response, please email in a quick sentence. Uh, you can do it on your smartphone to Mark, M-A-R-K, at KQS Lawyers, or Matt, M-A-T, at KQS Lawyers, and we will ship you a personally signed autographed book free of shipping, a $20 plus value on the cover, and probably will ultimately save you thousands of dollars, just that book alone. There you go. All right. All right. Okay, well, let's so dig Matt, into this, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Kick us off, Matt. What do you What do you got? Now, Matt is our political junkie. Many of you don't know, Matt is uh, a regular viewer of Crossfire. Sunday afternoon, he's just glued to the TV, watching all sorts <laughs> of political shows. So I actually call Matt all the time for political advice. Yeah. But uh, and, you, and you know so what? Matt, what do you think of this Trump tax plan? Give us kind of set some context for us. All right. Well, here's this is I think what everybody got from Donald Trump, which was. Man, he's a good salesman, but I don't know what the hell he talk, he's talking about. <laughs> you got to try Fair and digest point. this, all right? So he's got some great one-liners that you remember, but the details are a little murky. And so we've got some details here that are pretty clear. We're going to hit those, obviously. Unfortunately, some of the details, and I just think talking big picture here, some of the details are still pretty unanswered i don't know i don't even know what what how they're going to be treated or what the plan is behind doors or what if this what if that we got a lot of questions obviously on this plan and we're going to try and get uh uh donald on for next week's show to maybe get some answers to this i'm sure he's available yeah so i don't think he's busy so all right let me hit the first thing which is i just want to say overall there's really i want to say i mean there's three areas of taxes okay there's your individual taxes, there's business taxes, and there's estate taxes. In every one of those categories, we're going to have big changes. Um, from the individual taxes, you got tax bracket changes we'll get into. Estate taxes, Trump's got proposals to make those go away entirely. Business taxes, he's got a whole new plan on how we're going to deal with that. So each category, we got big time changes coming in. And maybe we break it down, Mark, in just those three categories to try and break up you know, individuals. What do you got to worry about? estates, dying type taxes, and then what do you got to worry about as a business? Not to mention yep. Obamacare investment income yeah, tax. Yeah, yeah. Let's see where this goes. Well, let me hit the brackets first. Um, for those that are wondering, um, uh, Trump has proposed, now this comes from the Trump campaign website, that he wants to simplify the brackets and lower the uh, uh, a number of the rates, So, uh, or the top bracket. More specific, most specifically. So instead of having seven marginal tax rate brackets, we're going to have three brackets, 12%, 25%, and 33%. Now, you'll notice for those in a higher bracket, that's a big jump down from 39.6 at the highest down to 33%. So uh, there's going to see some savings for those that are in the 1%, if you will. Uh, but uh, he's he's also we're going to come to it the standard deduction of personal exemption rates we don't want to everyone to think that this is just going to benefit the rich this is a simplicity factor of just making it a little simpler with these three brackets now on that note this is not 
something unique to Donald Trump. Uh, Paul Ryan, the Speaker of the House, he has been very adamant that he wants to see some tax simplification and some tax changes. But with President Obama in the White House, that wasn't going to happen. So uh, this is going to be an opportunity for, again, the Republicans to clean house and we're going to see some changes. I, I think it's inevitable. We're going to see some changes in the brackets and we're going to see some lowering of rates. And most projections are that uh, this is the Republican theme is that if we can lower tax brackets, put more money into the economy from the private sector, we're going to see more jobs. We're going to see more businesses expansion expanding. And you know what, Matt? I've got to say this. Uh, this morning I was watching the Today Show, uh, and, and they were playing Donald Trump's acceptance speech. And you know, a lot of times it's kind of you know this, these one-liners and rhetoric. I thought he was quite graceful. But I, I'm not, I don't want to be a cheese ball. But Matt, I did have a little bit of chills I, when he said, and and Matt, I I thought he was speaking from the heart. I loved it. And this is one thing you can't say that Donald Trump doesn't do, and that. He doesn't love America. He loves America. I get that. I mm -hmm. feel that. I think a lot of people that resonates with them, at least that aspect of his personality. But Matt, sorry, I'll finish with this, is that he said, I am going to make America great again. We are going to expand. I'm going to worry about America and I'm going to worry about you. And I mean, that's his common theme. But I was like, you know what? Man, I'm pumped. I am pumped. I want to see a president that wants to make our company better. And you know what that company is? The U.S. freaking A. And, and, this, and this is it. Simplifying taxes and putting more money in people's pockets. We need to expand our gross national product. We need to expand growth in our, in our sec industry sectors. And by reducing tax rates, that's his theory. Now, love it or not, that's the first point. So there you go. First tax mm -hmm. point of, of, of Trump's plan is to create simplicity and reduce taxes. Yeah, so we got, oh. the, th we got the three rates, 12%, 25%, 33%. And just so you know, the 33% is once you're at 225000 a year or more income if you're married or 112500 if you're single. Now, here's another thing that comes with that individual rate is he's, he's more than doubling the standard deduction. So the standard deduction is increasing significantly. He's getting, um, he's eliminating the personal exemption. So you know you have the uh, exemptions that you get, but you get a much bigger standard deduction right now. So it's going from sixty three hundred to fifteen thousand single, twelve thousand six hundred to thirty thousand if you're married. So that's you know that first thirty thousand if you're married, for example. You're not even in a tax bracket yet. That you're, you you got to take the standard deduction, regardless of if you have a house and a mortgage and interest, or you're contributing to charity. You're automatically getting thirty thousand. Yeah. Now this is where Trump says I'm going to help put money back in the middle in middle class's pockets by saving them taxes in this area because most people get to choose between the standard deduction or itemizing. And if you don't own a home, the standard deduction isn't that great. Uh, so. This is an opportunity for people that are uh, wanting to get a bigger refund and save on taxes uh, without having to own a home or to have a bunch of kids, <laughs> you know? And so, uh, in fact, conversely, the, a lot of the uh, tax uh, analysis reflects that if you have more than four kids, you probably will pay more in tax. But you know what? If you want to have more kids, you better pay more. No, I'm just joking. Sorry, I don't want to say that. <laughs> so... <laughs> but uh, but but the point is here, uh, if you have less than four, four children and you're married 
and or single and don't own a home, you're still going to save taxes. So that's good. That's where the standard deduction plays into it. Um, Matt, can I, Matt, may I? Yes. I got, I'm talking way too much, but I got to say this. Hey, all those that are out there that are regular listeners, who do I love to have on payroll? Who do I love to make a little employee in your business legitimately and save money by pushing money into their tax bracket? Who is that? Yes, it's your children. Whether they are under age 18 or over age 18, we need to push money into your children's tax bracket if they are helping in the business legitimately, which we want them to do. Let's teach them work, work ethic and entrepreneurship. This is a common theme we talk about on a regular basis. If you haven't heard this before and you're new to our show, you've got to learn about this and we love to talk about it. Well, guess what? Matt, the standard deduction of paying your kids, we've generally capped at 6,300, right? You don't want to pay your kids more than the standard deduction. Yeah. If the single standard deduction goes up to $15,000, yeah. we just opened the, the lid on paying your kids even more for working in the business and they don't even need to file a tax return. Let me repeat that. If you make less than a standard deduction, you don't file a tax return. So now instead of paying your kids $6,300, that's going to increase to maybe $15,000 under Trump's tentative proposed plan. That allows us as business owners to save more in taxes when you integrate your kids into the business. Woo. Mm. Can I hear a woo? Woo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I was a little Thanks, weak. Huh? I was a little Thanks weak. for playing along. Yeah. I was giving you a virtual We don't want to yell five. at the microphone. Yeah. Um, all right. Now, uh, anything else you want to hit on the individual? All right. Now, let's transition over to the estate tax area. Um, uh, the estate tax is actually pretty fast and easy to understand because Donald Trump's plan is no more estate tax. Now, where, where we're sitting right now is, you know, if you have an estate over $5,450,000, you have to pay tax. Your estate's going to pay tax when you pass away. And this is like a 40% tax. It's a huge tax rate. So in order for your family to inherit your estate, they're going to have to pay, you know, 40%, almost half of the estate is going to go to the federal government above that five and a half million. Now, there are strategies if you're married right now to get, you know, double that up if you're married. So you have maybe an $11 million estate tax exemption, which which is great, obviously. Um, but Trump's plan right now is eliminate the estate tax entirely. Um, this has been something that's been around for a long time. Of course, Republicans call it the death tax. Um, so we're probably going to hear the death tax a lot more because we now have Republican Congress and a Republican president. And this one actually has a, a, a good likelihood of um, of going away. And so we may be saying death to the death tax. And I think one thing that's important to know with this is the argument is, hey, I've already paid taxes. I made the money. Maybe I paid property taxes as I own property. Now I got to pay tax again when I pass it on to my family. Like, can't my family just get my stuff? I don't have to pay the government money just so my my family can have it. So that's the logic behind it. Of course, Democratic position is the wealthy people need to share, spread the benefits of their wealth to everyone else. So there you go. State tax, simply put, it's getting nixed under Donald Trump. Yeah. Now, and this is. Yeah, and it's easy to say, oh, that estate tax doesn't make sense. Let's just get rid of it. Even Democrats are, that are building wealth may say that. But there's one little caveat in all this, and it's called stepped-up basis. And this is where the rubber meets the road. Because right now, think of this, everybody listening. Let's say your parents bought their home back in 
you know, 1985 uh, for for 100 grand, and now that home is worth a half a million dollars. Um, and if they sell it, they're going to be able to do a home sale exclusion. That's fine. But let's say mom and dad die in that house, and you inherit it, and it's worth $500,000. Well, what you usually get is what's called stepped-up basis, meaning that you inherited it at the value of $500,000. Well, that's cool. You're happy a camper. No one paid tax. And see, what Matt just explained is that the theory was, if I pay taxes along the way, why do I have to pay it a second time when I die? Well, on that home that mom and dad bought for a hundred grand, that's now worth five hundred. Did anybody pay taxes on that appreciation? The answer is no, they did not. So, what the government says is, well, we'll give an exemption up to this five million dollars. But any of you that have these assets that are appreciated, should we really give you stepped-up basis and really charge no estate tax? Now we're passing wealth onto the next generation that's never been taxed, and we give you a stepped-up basis to boot. Hmm. That's where the, that's where it gets tricky. So it's a little easier said than done. Um, I don't know, even as a Republican or anybody that is earning money and I've kind of as a tax advisor, I don't want my clients to pay more tax, but at the same token, there needs to be some fairness there with these appreciated assets. So, uh, as you see the, if you really want to cause some personal injury to yourself, turn on C-SPAN and you can watch the debates on this. It's it's fantastic. You'll you'll love it. You'll never want to watch TV again. It's uh, just C-SPAN. <laughs> it's the cure for television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's punishment. Um, so, you know, I just want to see your government at work. Go watch some tax legislation. Um, all right. Well, yeah, uh, you'll rush to be a politician. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be rushing somewhere. Um, all right. Now. Easy enough. Now let's hit the business taxes because this is the one where I think it's uh, the details are murky. I mean, I don't know how else to say. Yeah. So let's hit a couple things of what we know. Of course, if you watch this campaign, um, you know Donald Trump. One of the key lines he would talk about how is that the corporate rate in the United States is the highest in the industrialized world, and that there's no other country that you know of our of our type that pays so much in tax. And so he wants to lower that. The current rate right now, 35%, essentially the maximum rate for corporations in the United States. And these are, you know, the typical C corporation, big businesses um, that are out there. He wants to limit the corporate rate for everybody down to 15%. And um, there's going to be some deductions that are going to be lost. There are some um, current corporate tax deductions that are going to be missed. So there's going to be some pain in lowering that rate on certain prime deductions, but it's again simplifying the code, getting to a lower 15% rate. Now that's what we know. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, that's what we know now. And and uh, again, the concept being that let's put more money into circulation in this private sector rather than doing it uh, uh, in the uh, uh, personal, uh, uh, letting the government spend our money. Uh, so I, you know, that's that's the concept, and we have to add the S corporation to the mix in this conversation because Donald Trump pontificated on well, S corporations and LLCs they have flow through taxation, but it was hard to understand if he meant we're going to apply a tax rate to S corps now, but then individuals have a lower rate when they receive that pass through income on a K one, or he was going to he said well it's essentially business income why should you pay at the highest personal rate when it's business income to begin with. 
But <laughs> part of me, Matt, frankly, I don't know if he understood double taxation issues when he was <laughs> going off on this. It, it, it's really uh, S corps and C corps are two different worlds. He's part of the C corp world as a huge developer and company owner. Uh, I don't. I I know the S Corp Association of America. You've got the Board of Realtors Association. Every, frankly, business industry lobbyist is going to be all over uh, the House and the Senate committees as they debate this. Mm-hmm. I I think the S Corporation is going to be around for, again for many years to come. Uh, it's a mainstay in small business. But uh, anyway, anything's up for grabs, folks. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned. Yeah, and we saw differing opinions um, between people saying, hey, um, uh, and there's a a reporter that even asked Trump's campaign about this issue on this 15%. Is it going to apply to S-Corps and LLCs, which they've been told yes, but then does that mean we're paying at individual rates also? Um, And almost some of the thinking from some people is, well, crap, I'm just going to incorporate then and I'm going to be a consultant at my business rather than go get a W-2 and pay individual rates because the 15 percent is lower, particularly if you're if you're a high income person. So there's something unsettled there. It's got it's got to be figured out. The the plan itself is not specific on on this issue, uh, which you think would be a basic issue. But still, I mean, go read out all the analysis on this plan. It's still a still an unsettled question. Um, and before we go to Obamacare, which what can we say there? And I apologize, the Affordable Health Care Act, for those that are um, offended by using the term Obamacare. But before we go there, uh, let me just say in general, tax rates are going to go down. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, the Republican Congress has been wanting to reduce tax rates for years and been in, uh, unable to do so uh, with President Obama in the White House. And also, uh, we now have a Republican White House uh, with a Republican-controlled co- Congress. So there will be changes. It's an exciting year for us as tax advisors and for uh, being small business owners just like you. So mm-hmm. let's just watch for that. Now, uh, healthcare, Matt. I, 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 wasn't Donald Trump pretty clear that uh, his first day in office he was going to pull out the pen on this? Yeah. So let's see what he can do without a um, bill from Congress. I mean, of course, we have the Republican Congress that may be able to get a bill out. The Republican House, as we know, has passed a bill many times over to repeal Obamacare. And with Obamacare, obviously, there's the um, and Obama himself uses the term Obamacare. So I feel okay using it. It's not not a swear word or anything. So um, but uh, the Republican <laughs> House has passed this bill many times. Like, you know, they've voted to repeal it like 60 times, I want to say. The Senate, though, is where it always gets bogged down. The Senate has been Republican controlled. We'll see what happens. Honestly, this might be one of those filibuster days where you're going to see all these Democrats on C SPAN um, just standing up giving speeches, doing the good old school filibuster to stop the. Um, a repeal of Obamacare because if if it passes the Senate, you know Trump's going to sign it. So uh, who knows? There might be some compromise legislation. Trump's talked about making a lot of changes to Obamacare, and let me say a couple that I really like. And these are might be middle ground positions, and who knows what gets negotiated in the end. One thing that I really love: health insurance, no matter how you pay for it, is going to be a tax deduction. Right now, the only way you get a tax deduction for paying for your health insurance is if your company pays for it. And it gets taken, you know, it's a company benefit and you're getting it withheld on your paycheck. If you're an individual and you have to buy your own health insurance 
uh, unless you're self-employed and you can otherwise write that off in your business, you're not getting a deduction for paying for your health insurance. And so that rule would change. That's one of Trump's proposals under the uh, uh, to change the Affordable Care Act is to let health insurance be deductible for everyone. There's a couple other out there, of course. He wants to, you know, you can sell insurance across state lines. Right now in the great state of Arizona, there is one health insurance insurer providing insurance in the in the uh, private in the uh, individual market right now. One company. Well, Matt, those are excellent points, and I I just want to say this too that uh, on the Affordable Health Care Act, we know that health savings accounts and health reimbursement arrangements or a 125 plan they've been around before Obamacare. They're going to stick around after any changes to the Affordable Health Care Act. Their mainstays in the health care strategy, uh, they have been for years. President uh, Trump now, he's never said that he wants to gut HSAs or gut gut HRAs. The problem with Obamacare is how we get these 30 to 40 million of Americans insured. And how do we keep people in insurance with prior conditions? And how do we keep kids on plans? I've got to say, Obamacare did some good things, trying to, or at least attempted to get our country covered as a whole. How can we get people covered? That was not a bad goal. It's just President Obama wanted the uh, uh, government to pay for it, you and me, rather than insurance companies paying for it, because they still got to make a profit. And I've got some angst there. Uh, I, I'd like to see all of healthcare companies be nonprofit. And let's start working on getting everybody covered in the country and dealing with these issues. It's a tough political situation. So I think we're going to see definitely an amendment to that bill. We're going to see probably like Matt, I like what you said, middle ground. It's probably some changes that the Democrats can can live with. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but definitely we'll see some changes there. Insurance rates are continuing to climb. It is a nightmare out there. Uh, it's it's uh, really, really challenging. So. I, yeah. I'm excited to see a change. Yeah, Arizona's rates went up 50%. I mean, a lot of people are talking about what you know propelled Trump in these last days to victory. Um, I think one of the big factors was a lot of states that were getting major increases on their health insurance renewals. Um, I mean, I just on my own social media, just a lot of my friends just posting their their insurance renewals. And Arizona was one of the hardest ones hit that were just all ticked off about how much health insurance is costing them now. Literally, it was a 50% increase in the state of Arizona, and there's only one company left selling health insurance here. I mean, there's like 10 million people in Arizona. It's it's totally crazy. But um, all the other companies are like, we don't want to deal with it anymore. We're out of here. We don't want to deal in this individual market. It's too complicated, too much regulation. So, um, all it's, right. It's, it's frustrating. Well, I hope that many of you listen. Yeah, I... I hope many of you listening are realize that uh, we're going to be here for you all year long, every week. Uh, we'll be covering these changes. We're going to be looking for tips and strategies that will impact you in a positive way, and uh, what to avoid. Uh, this is uh, we're grateful to be here uh, every week, trying to help in these tax and legal business areas. Uh, now we want to give out a little gift here to someone that gave us a five star review, Matt. Maybe. Yeah, we got. Ed R seventeen seventy six. I don't know. It's maybe a patriotic person here, but um, Ed, whoever you are, send us an email <laughs> so we can get your address to ship you a copy of Minor Mark's book. Let us know when you send us an email um, which one you want. His uh, five star review said, "Don't build wealth without them." 
Uh, I never miss an episode if I can help it. Mark and Matt provide actionable tips, tricks, and strategies that will help you save a lot of money and build wealth. Based on their podcasts and books, I'm in the process of getting all my entities and estate planning in order. I plan to pass on many of these strategies to my clients based to help them build their wealth uh, and save taxes. So, well, that's just what our show is all about. So um, thanks so much, Ed, for the comment. Again, Thank you, Ed. Give us an email so we can send you a free copy of Minor Mark's book. And if you are listening now and you're thinking, God, this was actually a, a good show, give us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps other people find the show. Um, and it gives us a warm fuzzy too because we like seeing those. We're almost to 100. We're trying to crest the 100 five-star reviews on iTunes. So um, you might be the one. You might be the one that sends us over. And we're going to have to like give, you know, whoever that is that gives us the 100 review, we're going to have to like think of something special. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be special. Thanks everyone for listening to today's show. Always a pleasure. Looking forward to making America great again in 2017 and on. We'll be back next week with another great show. Thanks for listening to another hour of refreshing strategies to better live your American dream. Don't forget to get your free copy of Mark and Matt's eBooks and sign up for their weekly free newsletter with important tax deadlines and articles at refreshyourwealth.com. Refresh your wealth.